Roll that kush up. Pour that coffee. It's time for the Cushion Coffee Podcast. Yo, 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 what's good? Shout out to my man, Meech Music, man, out there in the A, always represent for hip-hop, man. Shout I'm out here. to Meech. I'm here with my man from the band, the Coyote Man band, my cousin Hito, man, the bassist that plays for Coyote Man. What up? What up? Man, we're here for uh, just to tell you guys about this little Colorado trip that we uh, met with my man Yareem out there in Colorado, a cultivator that we hooked up with through uh, Clubhouse, man through an app that we use to connect with them so shout out to clubhouse yeah even though i can't use it correctly but you you got a you got a good thing going yeah yeah, shout out to clubhouse uh so we end up making a we we met him last month man we set something up so we flew out to denver and he came through and did a podcast for us man so uh we talked about how he can what he ah fucking shit you know what? what dude god damn it what did you forget what you were gonna say it's a, dude, it's cool. It's a cushion coffee show. We forget shit. So. That's true. I'm fucking high as shit though. Yeah, by the way. That's. I mean, that's the whole point of this show. So listen, we. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Hey, listen anyway. to this badass fucking episode because uh, this dude is super interesting. He's done some. Uh, he's done some super interesting shit, and you should all listen to it, and enjoy. The cushion coffee podcast. Fuck yeah. Thank you. We appreciate you guys that listen and download. Yareem, we appreciate you, my brother. We appreciate you coming out and doing this podcast with us. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting the podcast and sharing. We love you. We wouldn't do this without you. You guys are the fucking best. Round of a fucking applause to Thank everybody. You. Thank you. Everybody. Seriously. You deserve it. No, no, no. No. You deserve it. Pat yourselves on the back. You deserve it. Because you made it believable. Fuck. Believable. 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 I believe I can fly. Damn, bro. This dude can sing, too. Go ahead. Nah, I can't give you no more. Come on, dude. Give him, a, give him something before this show starts. What do you want me to say? Something. Sing something. Some I just gave you something. Come on, bro. They want you to fucking sing, dude. Come on. Get, hey, come on. Let's go. Give this guy. There you go. Come on. Come on, dude. Sing some. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, enjoy the motherfucking show. Hey, peace out, man. Peace of hair grease. It's your boy Jay Banner with my man from the band. I'm here with the man from the band. Coyote Man Band. So how long have y'all been doing the podcast? Um, well, he's been doing it for, I want to say, a better part of, of a year. Um, we've always, like, I went to, uh, broadcasting school, so, um, I dabbed in it here and there, he did a little bit, but for, yeah, like, the past year, he was practicing in his basement, and then we got to, uh, we got a studio, so now it's just, like, I got my band, like, five rooms down from this studio, so, it's, y'all really, y'all really just want to do with, 
um, like cultivars or just in the cannabis industry? Because I know a lot. Like, if I go live with this shit, a lot of people going to see it. Oh, yeah. Dude, we're going to talk about whatever. Whatever. It don't matter. Yeah, like, I want to talk about everything. Yeah, if y'all in Chicago, you can actually get plugged. Okay. I only I only fuck with the people that's plugged. Yeah, I don't yeah. even fuck with everybody else. So how long you been out here, bro? Before we get started. So in Colorado, re- most recently I moved back maybe about six months ago. Before that, I had, I had lived in Florida for about a year and a half trying to get licensed down there. You know, because that's where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying to get licensed down what there. Part? I'm from Tampa. Okay. From Tampa. I used to live in uh, Orlando. Yeah, I was in Orlando moving around and whatnot. And, um, just with what I'm trying to do, so I actually, I, I build grows up. I, if you have a farm, I can help turn yeah. your soil, I can test your soil, I can do everything in any aspect of this industry. So in Florida, I was really trying to get people that own property, black people that own property to switch their crops up to him. In the process of that, I guess, because I had already applied, I applied with the Secretary of Agriculture and everything. In the process of that, they got wind, and then they figured I was going to a lot of places because I do lawn care landscaping. Okay. That gives me the ability to throughout the day just go to different houses. And whatnot. Is that is that what you did before you got into this yeah. landscaping? Yeah. So I have a real good green green thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grow stuff for real. Man, you could probably give me some tips for my garden then. Bro, <laughs> I, I built gardens at Disney. No shit. Yeah. That's what's up. So this is really this is really what I'm good at. I know that some of the some of the actual stuff I have can help with COVID. Yeah. Sarcoidosis. So if you have fluid in your lung, if you have kidney stones. Oh shit. Yeah. So like I've I got people that are active in the military that are officers that do my medicine. I have people that are on cancer that do my medicine. And it, it really works. It's just that I'm not a scientist or a doctor right. to be able to say, hey, but I know for a fact. <laughs> right, 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 right. I watch somebody sick take my medicine and be like, you get yo. That's the kind of shit I want. Get off the pills. Dr. Sebi. Fucking right. Get off, get off them pills, man. Fucking the right. Pills is what's it kills you. Designed to make you take more of the pills. To get sicker. Mm-hmm. Not to design. There's no. There's no. There's no money in healing. To fix it. There's no money in healing. This. I'm trying to teach people how to grow it yourself, so you don't have to worry about. It. You don't gotta spend a lot of money with me. Pay me one time to come in, and show you how to do premium cannabis. How to create craft cannabis. How to not put a lot of pesticides or chemicals in your blood. I had a really yeah, good right way. that conversation and that waking back thing. Bro, I do it the right way. And I know I do it the right way. Every time I go into somebody's facility, you I see what it is. I'm like, yo, this ain't what you want. Because so many people do different foliar sprays, which is spraying on the plant. Yeah. And like, and if you have a farm and you're doing outdoor, you got to spray certain stuff to keep all the pests off. That's really the, the yeah. what's happened over the last 10 years of bud. Like, bud has gotten better, but it's gotten better because of people like me. That help people like Burner get his brand out. The smaller guys that are growing the bud, that bigger guys have the money to say, "Hey man, let me just put my brand on your shit. We gonna get, we gonna eat." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's really what I do. I try to find people like, "Hey man, I got a new strike." Are you talking about uh, do cookies? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't none of that. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't. But it's just his brand. He, like he has, like how you guys do this podcast. 
he does a clothing brand. So cookies is actually just shirts and sweaters and stuff. right, right, right. That's really what he does. But if you cop a nice sweatsuit, it comes with some stuff. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. real, yeah. And once you slap that on that, you know, oh here's some cookies weed, it, you know, like yeah. Everybody's everybody's on the cookies, and it's really not the best bud. It's just a good marketing bud. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's great marketing. Yeah, everything here is better than any cookies brand. Dude, you should like cause roll that up and smoke. Yeah, we about to yeah. roll it up. What I was gonna get to, like, uh, so you can be a, when we on this, you can actually talk to, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. hell yeah, actually just sample, <laughs> right? See, because it just became legal for us out there, and Chris and Chris and Coffee oh, sweater. that's why you asked me massage. Yeah, bro. Like I said, man, it was just I told my cousin about you, man. When I when I got done talking to you, I was like, dog, I just set something up so we could go meet this cultivator and try to come out. <laughs> The whole idea for us here is just have the smoke our own strand on the show and popularize it like Cookies did. Yep. And then take it to a dispensary. Like, hey, look, man, I got all my followers interested in smoking this Christian coffee strand. I got all these followers waiting to... All no names. That's what I'm saying. So that's what I do. So when I meet somebody new like you, I'm going to break. I'll tell you what they are. But that, like, if you wanted okay. your own strain, these are stuff that we can take in the testament and you can put your name on like what? What would, it, what would it take to have you do this for me? Money wise, financial wise. It's between fifteen and twenty grand. Okay. It ain't really that expensive to do that piece of it. Yeah. But just to make I'm shit. Yeah, but to, to get to this point, it takes two years. <sighs> to to come up with your own strand. Yeah. Type shit. Two years. This is what we're. It got, here. Yeah, it got a hole. That one got a hole in it, so it ain't really pulling right. That's all I roll up one for y'all. And I see y'all smoke out of Swishers, too. I tried to go to the back. They had backwoods. Oh, no. We, yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't smoke out of those. We smoke backwoods. They didn't have nothing. We just went to the store before you came because we actually went to the mountains last night. Took some sin. Yeah, I saw your pictures. I, I do shrooms, too. I grow mushrooms. Oh, no shit. Yeah, that's, Fuck. That's what he wanted to do. That's what I wanted to do yesterday. yesterday. He ended up finding some sin. We took the bar from back home. Yeah. See, but I like mushrooms way better. That's like... That's I don't know that natural shit, you know, like yeah, that's that's I'm my real kind big of thing. ancestries and shit. So every time I go somewhere like here in the mountains or something, I go give some offerings to the ancestors of this land and shit like that. So are you so, native? Yeah, um, no, I haven't got deep into my roots yet, but yeah, my grandfather comes from Mexico. Okay, that's the Mayans ruin all that shit Look, over there. So we, I'm I'm a real, I'm one with the land and the earth. Yeah. I understand the Mexicans and the Indians are all natives. They're all one people. Yeah. You know what I mean? This was all at one point Mexico. Mm -hmm. like right. Yeah. This was fucking Mexico. Oh, yeah. This is your land. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> telling them. I was like, bro, can you imagine, like, back in 1200th century, bro, motherfuckers walking, hiking through here? But they got they got reservations here with actual Native Americans or Indians is what they call them. But y'all the same right. people. Yeah. Because yeah. my grandma comes from Arizona and my grandfather comes from Mexico. Yeah. So that's all Native land, bro. I haven't got demon. I know my other grandfather from the other side. He comes from uh, Nepal's Italy. I found his paper at Ellis Island. The, the fucking shit. So I'm from Israel. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're Israelite, then? Yep. Black Hebrew Israelite. I mess with the people of Israelites, too, man. Yep. Shalom. And every time they answer the phone, they answer like that. So I'm not practicing. Because to me, people look at you different 
when you are like when when they hear about black Hebrews and they research them, it's a lot of negative. Yeah, of course. Media about them, you know. But from my understanding, we the descendants from Ethiopia and maybe related to Christ. Maybe. I don't know. You don't know how far that rabbit hole goes, though, you know? know. <laughs> You're talking about centuries ago, man. Yeah. Bloodlines of centuries. Yeah. Like, talking about can you imagine the actual, the last, the last supper, the actual photo when they're all black people. <laughs> right. They're like, yo, all these white. are the Israelites. Yeah. Like, yo, these are my people here. Like, yo, look at the, they have, in all of their temples, they have that setup still. They keep that setup. The last supper setup is how they keep their pulpit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's what happens when you come out here. You know, it's, yeah, it's kind of free. You know, dude, I, my whole life I wanted to make it out here. You know, what I'm saying like, and this is like literally this is the first time I've ever been out here. The only mountains I've seen were um, what were we talking about? Tennessee, Tennessee Smoky Mountains, Mountains, Smoky Mountains. Which was, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, which y'all, got was a, y'all got a little bit of money to go and entertain because we can go and do some fun Colorado stuff if y'all really want. I just don't want to fund the whole thing. No, no, we got we got money, but we we're taking off tomorrow and the. In the afternoon, okay. so we got time today after yes. we do this podcast. Yes. You can do snowmobile rides. Oh, we can go ride on the top of um, what is that? Um, Winter Garden. We can go out to Winter Garden and ride. That tastes fucking good. Where's that? How far is that from here? We're about an hour. That's the way it was back for towards the mountains, anyways, right? So everything you're gonna want to do is gonna be in the mountains. In the mountains, yeah. My French is the same color, bro. Yeah, that's what I, that's what he was saying. I was like, "Yo, is he fixed? Let's let's go ahead and let's make this happen." Because he's got a female too, and he he was looking it up. It's like twenty three hundred for C set. I do I pay for this shit. You know what I'm saying? But see, but mine is smaller though. Do you, do you, I feel do you, I, I do feel like that, she, she she's a good size. Did you? Yeah, got the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time I'll come down, man. I have to fucking bring him. And next time she's in heat, we'll plan something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she, my man needs to get see, but she's off. she's way bigger than mine, dude. I feel bad. I would feel bad if Layla got fucking pregnant. Yeah, he's about to, he's a little bigger <laughs> than her. You, you don't know why the, the dry nose issue is. Um, uh, he got the same problem. Uh, I know they got bad respiratory problems yeah, and shit. I, she don't even got breathing. She flies on airplanes and everything. Oh no, shit. But her nose is just dry. Dry. Mine's too. I just don't. Know. Even when she licked that shit, it's dry. <laughs> it was, I, I bought some dog nose stuff for it, it, it like chapstick type shit. Mm-hmm. It didn't really do nothing. Not, lick that shit off, I rub it yeah, off. they fucking rub it off. And Mike, he he rubbed his eyeball out, so I popped it back in place one time. His little cherry eye thing, it popped right back out. Like what the fuck? Because he rubs his face on the on the pillows and shit. So this one is Runt's Holy Grail Kush. Runt's Holy Grail. I was just looking at that picture today. I was on your Instagram. And I seen that runs. What's this one? Yeah, that one shit. That that's good. That thing, that's gelato crossed with ATF. Jeez. Gelato Alaska Thunderfuck. Matanuska Thunderfuck. Matanuska Thunder. That's Alaska shit, right? Alaska Thunder. My uncle used to tell me about that's that shit. It's funny as hell because he was out there stationed for the oh, army. Oh shit. And he said he's bro. They used to grow this shit in Alaska called Alaska Thunderfuck. And that's funny. You just brought that up. I was like, bro, is well, that really a name? original strain? It is. Damn. That one's a Matanuska. The original name is Matanuska yeah. Thunderfuck. Yeah. Well, Uncle Jerry said. Alaskan Thunderfuck. ATL. Alaskan Thunderfuck. That is badass. But Alaskan Thunderfuck gives you, like, if you look at how the plant grows, it, it's an indica. 
but it looks like a sativa. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the sativa leaves are long and pointier, and the plant typically grows taller or you have more daily. nodal spacing with sativas. <laughs> and that's how the Alaskan thunderfuck goes. But for me, that shit is an indica. Yeah. Couch lock. It's going to make you chill, sit, and think right. about things. <laughs> Get you right. Get your mind frame right. Sit down. Calm your mind. I love sativas. But, but a lot of people say it's a it's a sativa. So it allows you to still function. You know what I mean. So that's why I smoke that during the day. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's exactly. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here you go. Like, you ever heard that song Rags to Riches? Yeah, yeah. So I got a buddy. Shocking. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So they, he's big on music. He has a lot of artists on this stuff. Shit, if he's down to even do a podcast. But he's in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I always be traveling back and forth to Atlanta. Back and forth. Yeah, so I'll link y'all up. You know? Yeah, this is our first traveling. Like, we set this up. I was like, man, how can we take this podcast to So This thing, he's more behind the scenes, so he'll probably put you on to one of his new artists. I have, like, a group of yeah. the team with, with him. So I'm big on that, Um, you know. Once I meet you and we and we vibe away, vibe out, yeah, yeah, I hook you up with all the right people. Yeah, man, that's all I'm about, bro. Just showing love. Trying to grow, and I'm trying to grow myself, but I just know my situation is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do come from the traditional market. You yeah, know what I mean? trust, just trust barriers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I trust me. I already know. That's why I said, man. Yeah. People just jumping off the porch with this industry because right now you can go to school sure. for it. Hell yeah. When I was doing this shit, man. I got a guy down in fucking uh, Colorado Springs, too, man, that he grows. Cool dude, though. Yep. yep. I really ain't fucked with him like that, but he, he's my guy guy. But I haven't fucked with him on the grow tip. My guy back home does, so. But if he could go probably hook him, he could you could make some money to show him how to right, do it the right way, you know? Organic way, shit like you were talking about. And a lot of people are doing good stuff. It's just, you know, it's just the little things. When, when doing, when growing fruit, Vegetables, any type of crop, it'd be the little bitty things that you do that can either make or break your your crop. Yeah, and it's at any point in the whole process. It can be from a seedling. If you overwater or if you don't have enough humidity at the very beginning, you're going to destroy that plant. It's never going to be able to come back and yield enough to where it's going to be beneficial. You're going to waste you know your time or your money or your nutrients. Yeah, but if you you do it good at the beginning, you know you pop that seed. The seedling is healthy. The next phase is the vegetative phase. At that point, you want to make sure, just like a child, you don't want to give it any negative influence or any social influences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning, you don't want to over, over burn your plant. All right, so pretty much we we're just talking about the vegetative stage and, and comparing it to having a child and social influences. The social influence in the vegetative phase would be the, the actual cultivator or the grower what they're putting into that plant for it to grow. Are they putting in the right amount of nutrients? Are they putting in too much nutrients? Are they putting in just natural water? You know what I mean? So that's the influence that you have to help the plant grow. And in the vegetative yep. phase, to me, there, there really is no more important phase of the growth, but in the vegetative phase is where you are gonna do everything 
to end up getting your biggest yield. Yeah, the best, right. The big, bigger roots, bigger fruits. So you want to be able to keep your medium to where it has enough air for the roots to grow. You want your roots to grow so much in the vegetative phase to where the stalk gets bigger. Okay, just be on real quick. Medium, just define that real quick. So cause... the medium is pretty much what you're growing in. It could be soil. It could be um, hydroponic. It could be aeroponic. Um, a lot of people right now are growing in cocoa. Cocoa looks like soil, but it is actually hydroponic. Cocoa is? Cocoa core. So it's the actual coconut. Yeah. That, the, the stuff on the outside of that, grind it up. Oh, no shit. So that's like super organic right there. Super. super organic. So organic sometimes it won't feed your plant at all. Mm. But it is a medium that allows for oxygen nutrients to flow through and oxygen to be able to get in. Feed the roots. Yep, yep, and yep. So right now, um, that's where the vast majority of the industry is, 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 is leaning. A lot of people are growing in cocoa and cocoa core. Uh, what you do with cocoa is you want to mix your cocoa with either perlite or do straight cocoa. But when you do straight cocoa, you end up watering and feeding your plant um, every day. Every day. Every single day. Because that cocoa doesn't hold any any minerals or any nutrients. The cocoa is not going to hold anything. It's going to allow the roots to eat and feed off of what they need. And it's going to drain the rest of it right through. Damn. So, like, how would you go about testing the soil first? Like, if, like, if my, like, my garden, for instance, like, I've been growing it for three years, and I've been getting good fruits out of it, everything. Like, I got a pear tree growing out in the back, too. It's fucking good. So, the first thing you want to do with an outdoor soil is the same thing you'll do with your indoor soil. You'll check your, your, your PM. If the PM of the soil is uh, relative or between 6.5 and 5.5, you have decent enough soil. There's a lot of beneficials or microbials in your soil. If the soil is above that, which means it's alkaline, or there isn't very, very much acid in your soil. If it's lower than 5.5, you have acidic soil, which means there is high acid or maybe um, lime rock or different types of rock that produce acids in your in your medium. So you would look at that and compare it to like an Arizona or a Nevada or a desertous place where the rocks are what's keeping the soil and whatnot from being able to have a lot of life or growth. Okay. Sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with the amount of moisture coming down. You know what I mean? There are a lot of plants and a lot of flowers. It's, and to me, marijuana grows better. The, the the least you water it, you don't want to water. Overwater it? No, you don't. That's one of the things a new grower does. Overwaters? Overwaters, and it, and it hinders their bud growth, and it hinders their growing. It, it promotes pests. It promotes all of the bad things in the grow when you overwater. Oh, shit. So you probably want to water a lot less and let your plant talk to you. You want to see the... The leaves, the fan leaves go to fall down almost and say, hey, man, give me some water. When you see that happen, that's a good time to water. You don't want to just water because you feel like it. <clears throat> yep. And, um, and just talking about the mediums, too, um, one of the bigger differences between the soil and the cocoa, soil holds the nutrients, you know what I mean? So you don't 
when you're growing in soil, you don't have to feed as much. You don't have to water as much. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to compare and contrast, if you were to compare the same size pot, if we're doing a one-gallon pot of soil and a one-gallon pot of cocoa, you will end up watering or feeding that one-gallon pot of soil uh, maybe once a week. With cocoa, you're going to end up feeding that three, four times a week. You know what I mean? So it ends up on the back end, you, you're spending more in your nutrients. Yeah, because you got every deep. time you feed it, you got to put your nutrients in there. Exactly. Exactly. So that's just the difference. Now, when you have a hydroponic grow or when you're growing in cocoa, you can reach peak optimization, meaning you are controlling what you're putting in that plant. If you are able to control and you know exactly what you're doing, you can you can exceed expectation at every grow. And that's why the experienced grower would grow with cocoa or hydroponic because you are actually controlling what the end result is going to be. You know, if it says this particular strain is going to test out between 22 and 30 percent, you're going to get to that 30 percent when you're growing in your cocoa and in your hydroponic and you're doing it the right way. In soil, there's a chance that you'll end up on the lower end because the medium holds nutrients longer. So towards the end of it, if you don't know how to properly flush, although they say now flushing and non-flushing, there's really no big difference. That's an opinion. Yeah. That's an opinion. Yeah, yeah. If you are not flushing in soil, you are going to hold minerals in your plant. And you'll see that on the back end when you decide to smoke it. Even if you cure, the ash will be black. You'll, you'll have a funny taste or an aftertaste to your bud. Now so in growing calf cannabis, it's always my goal. Right now when you're smoking, do you guys have any aftertaste? No. Any I mean, crackling? You can look at the ash, everything. It's, it's as though you're smoking pharmaceutical-grade cannabis so that's what you really want the goal for everyone that i consult is for them to be able to produce pharmaceutical gray cannabis and you brought up on that clubhouse app that day the cleanness test right you talked about the cleanness test there and you're talking about that you can ask them there at the dispensaries if you can see their cleanness test and that's why they only have the thc levels and they should have everything on there, right? Yes, exactly. They should have everything, letting you know that their environment is clean at every step, what's in the bud. what. So there are a lot of different things in cannabinoids. Um, there's more than 700 different types of cannabinoids right now. You want to be able to test out what what is in there and the reality of what you're putting into your body when you do it yourself you know what you've actually put into that plant. So you know if you're induced different cannabinoids in that plant. Some people spray certain things on there, are hormones on the plant, and it induces different things. So that's what you want to, you want to make sure it hasn't happened when you're going into a dispensary. Now, most dispensaries, legally, they don't have to disclose that information, 
but as someone who is a connoisseur, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just want to know yourself. And I don't often go to dispensaries, but when I do, I'm going to ask. I'm like, hey, man, can I just see the cleanliness test just to make sure, hey, you're not like most people are now, purchasing from outside a shop and selling somebody else's bud because it's in a particular pack. You know they don't even know what they're selling to yeah. you. Yeah. So you want to you want to check all of that kind of stuff. Like, hey man, I actually I don't want those packs because you don't even know what that stuff is. Yep. Yeah. If you've tested your bud out and your bud is clean, and it's what you want, it's the medicine that you're looking for, then that's really what I go for when I go to the dispensaries. Regardless, <clears throat> and a lot of people now are looking for thirty plus testing out buds. Yeah, that means it's more THC in it, but that doesn't mean it's going to medicate you. The way or, it should. Or, or the way it should, exactly. Sometimes 15% or 22% may hit you better than something 30 plus percent, just depending on what you need. You know what I'm saying? What yeah, time yeah. of day it is. Right. On what you, what. There's just so much behind it. This, this plan is, <laughs> we're at the, the, the baby step. We're at the beginning step to really going into research and the science behind it. All of it, you know? That what our Native Americans have been doing here for the longest, like right since the beginning of time, they've been sitting here urban themselves. And the Native Americans sitting on top, the like the, the top chiefs and sitting yes. in a circle, yes. passing a peace pipe around. It was medicine back then. Met, look, I heard um, was it a stand up with Dave Chappelle when he went to um, a reservation and he was hanging out with the chiefs and they were hitting the drum and they rolled out a carpet and it was like. These are five, these for 10, these for 20. Yeah. <laughs> and they sat down and they just talked about life. And he, you know, it is. It's a, it's a peace pipe ritual, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was saying that it, it's hard to, to think one day that it would be federally legal because to me, if it were, it would, it would limit our ability to be the aggressor in our military. You know what I mean? When I say it, when, you, when, you, when you're medicating on cannabis, You've never seen anybody be an aggressor. Hell no. <laughs> you know, it, it, it makes you sit back and think about things a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Right. It evaluate either the risk factor or the after effects. What's going to happen, yeah. you know, after the fact. Yeah, that shit fucked me up. Like, damn, let's go fight. Like, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and, I, and I believe that may be one, one of the factors that has kept us from legalizing it nationally because, you know, we're a world power and our military does kind of police the world. Right. I mean, we're not the world police, but we kind of, we help out yeah. all around the world. And to be able to have that ability, we can't have guys necessarily. Yeah. Stone. <laughs> and I mean, you know, <laughs> we can't have them even medicated. They're looking you know? at it like... So we can't what, get caught. Uh, can I get your thoughts on, uh, like, as far as like them illegal legalizing in the beginning of? What do you think their thought process behind? You think they found out it was like helpful back then, and they realized like? So, I think in the beginning, it was one of those things where it was, the minority culture was doing it first, and because the minority culture was doing it, and people are influenced by the minority culture someone saw it and said hey let me put a let me let me put a nip in the bud before i have to see this in my household you know yeah a lot of jazz players used to 
uh, used cannabis buzz, and they felt that that musicians and that and most of them were color musicians, jazz players. And so they, I heard, a, I read an article about that. That that's like one of the main reasons too, because like you said, the majority. I don't know all the history behind the whole reefer madness era, but it happened right around that time. Yeah, where I believe in in don't quote me on this, but I believe there was maybe some. Caucasian women smoking with some minority men, and be, in in just just to see that from the outside looking in in that time frame, it just it looked bad to the people that controlled the laws. Yeah, 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 and they wanted to, you know, go ahead and separate that before we allow you guys to be able to just relax and enjoy yeah. those types of things that. I don't think that's good. And I think they had a skit in Pineapple Express at the beginning. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had the guy sitting in the room uh, smoking and asking them questions. And then, I forgot what it was called, though. The G14. Uh, G14 class. Yeah. G14 classified. That's a real strain, man. Those yeah. Shows? Yeah, that's a real strain. That's a real good strain. No, that shit was on Rush Hour, too, I think. G14 classified. <laughs> I promise you it was, bro. I'm not even bullshitting. I'm, I'm, that was a good movie. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> that was great. All, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I like Snoopy too. <laughs> G14 classified. That's but you know what? We've, we've smoked a lot. I've smoked way more than I should. But I feel fucking great. Bro, I'm just, like, I'm just admiring it's not even like there's right no now. paranoia, which that's that's huge, you know? I'm just like, that's good shit, chilling. man. Just chilling, smoking good. Just and we chilling. smoke real, like, three three woods back here. We rolled up another Swisher. And this is that, what's that word right there? You said it's not named yet? No, not named. This is a combination between uh, Louie and Gorilla Glue. Oh, I like Gorilla Glue. Yeah. Yeah, this is good, though. Yeah, I think that's what you just rolled up. This one looks pretty too. This is another no name, right? What's this a mixture between? This bud is pretty as hell. If you guys could see this, I'm gonna put runts, it on the... white runts and regular runts. Oh, I did put this on the yeah. IG. That's not this guy. Yeah, the white runts you said. Yeah, white and regular. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's the one you can tell she likes that plant because her hair's on it. Oh, <laughs> she hanging out on those plants. Hell yeah. I be having to move out my photos. I hey, man, move. <laughs> What do you shoot on, man, for your photos? Say again? What do you shoot on? My iPhone. For real? Did yeah. you buy a, a, a macro lens? To put on the phone? No, nah, there's a macro. Just buy like oh, a, shit. You can buy like a cheap little can as long as you can put the macro lens, L lens on it. Uh-huh. And, and you can You'll put give good note. lighting. You'll take that note for us. <laughs> I, I got one. I'll show you what it looks like. Yeah. I could probably take a picture of it and then send it to you. Man. Yeah, cause my bud growing looks much better than what the photos I actually be putting yeah, on. Mine. But no, yeah. they, you got some good photos though. Good though. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Got to see the bitches in real you, you, life. You, yeah, I know. Yeah, like I just like seeing. So that's why I wanted to meet you. <laughs> just maybe I was like, maybe I can. Yeah, that's, I figured that too, things. man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I already knew what it was. But you know, everything, bro. I understand the same. It's I come from the street life too, bro. I understand. Trust me, bro. Like, he seemed legit. <laughs> 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 oh no, niggas be snitching on niggas that be out in these streets. Yeah, hey, I think it was the mixing board too. It was. It's like, what if we, uh, you know, we're recording it on iPhones? It's like, I don't know about these guys. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know about these guys. Yeah, we came. Yeah, we, we came <laughs> with everything. Excited, like like I said, man, we 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 took advantage of it. We found the cheap ass tickets too, man. It was cheap. Yeah, it's far. really cheap to fly right now. So that's why I tell everybody, I was like, hey, man, it's almost forty bucks damn near to fly yeah. right now. Some places. And I just got laid off of work, so it was like perfect. Oh, so I was like, man, you free? Yeah, the dude in Atlanta, another uh, pure space guy that runs. We rent some split, pure space from him. He's like, dude, your bosses did you a favor, bro. He's like, you don't have no idea. He's like, put, put your, because I got a studio back home mm-hmm. where I shoot, uh, uh, do all my edits and shit. And, bro, he's like, bro, put that shit on Pure Space. You'll make fucking money. He's like, bro, I, I done did this shit since I had this place. My rent's $1,500. I ain't paid rent since I put it on Pure Space. Put it on Pure Space and create a Patreon. Create a Patreon for it? Patreon is where people can pay a monthly membership just to support you. No just shit. Just to have access to whatever you're doing. If you have exclusive interviews, and stuff where you feel like the information is valuable. The live streaming. You can make it to where people are your VIP members of your Patreon, the people that are paying a little bit more than the regular members, they automatically have access to it. Yeah. Different things like that. But Patreon is a way where a lot of people that are in my industry and in industries where they need to receive money from people or they're trying to get investors and stuff like that, they they create a Patreon. It's not like a GoFundMe. No, no, no. Patreon's fucking amazing, dude. Especially for bands right now who can't play shows. Musicians, you know. Exactly. It's just. Yeah. It's, exactly it's a monthly that. fee. It's a monthly fee. Somebody just sprinkling it in. And then you do your podcast, you know, subscribe to my Patreon. I really appreciate my Patreon supporters. Yeah, love, the ones man. that are VIP, you every so often, you shout them out and stuff like that. It gives. It makes everybody feel like they're vested in you. Yeah. Because they are invested. In and it's not much. You could be like five bucks a month and then you get twenty people. One dollar a month. Exactly. Something you know how yeah. many people would just give you a dollar a month? I would give you a dollar a month. Look at there's On our GP. first dollar. There's our first dollar. <laughs> On GP, I would give you a dollar a month just to support you. But just think about it. If you just make your way talking to people the right way. And it comes about this conversation I told him last night. But you in the world, there's like what six, seven billion people in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So you only need for two hundred thousand followers, you only need one in every thirty-five thousand people to like your shit to follow you. How easy is that to get? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's why this shit started. So what made me go crazier this year for this? Mm-hmm. So we realized, and on the last podcast before of end of last year, before we finished the, the year out. I dropped one in September, but I was still getting downloads in December. So I was like, man, people are listening. So it was like a thousand downloads though by the end of the year. So this this uh, January we already got up three hundred and twenty downloads. Like so we're already, already crushing the numbers. Already. Bro. And that's not we haven't even reached thirty five thousand people yet. That's what I'm saying. We're already crushing those numbers if that's true. And it's true if you do the numbers. Like if you break it down, divide it. It's only one in every thirty five thousand people to like your shit. She know you smoking the one that she like. Oh, oh <laughs> shit! Crazy. Uh, What's her name? Dakota. 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 My name is uh, Frenchie. Thank <laughs> ass. Yeah, that was super lazy of you, bro. So no, gonna no, name actually, this I couldn't Frenchie. name it because actually, what happened? How I got my Frenchie is a friend of mine. He knew he was always working though, but he got a Frenchie for the kids and shit. And the kids were always going to school and nobody was really paying attention to him and taking care of him. So he was locked in the kitchen all day, feeding him, whatever. He didn't really have a life. Mm-hmm. And he knew I had dogs and I took care of dogs. So he's like, bro, I'll give him to you, bro. Cause I know he'll go to a good home. And soon, man, ever since then, he's been there chilling. Yo. He's, he's, 
He lives in a fucking kingdom. He owns the, he owns the place. He's got three Chihuahua brothers and sisters. So, so he, he in there. He yeah, got a whole yeah. little crew. She's yeah, we spoiled. got four kids. So like me, me and my wife just had another baby back in uh, August. Congratulations. Appreciate you. But back to this, man. Back to this conversation. Uh, man, first of all, I like to appreciate you coming on to the Cushy Coffee Show. Yeah, this is great. Shout out to my like that cousin. was. No I wasn't sure how much info we were gonna get, but dude, you know, because I was still, I still really didn't know what exactly that you did. You know, it's like so easy, like from people from the outside, be like, "Oh yeah, he I, just I, grows weed." I read on a but cultivator. You broke that. It's like woof. And I like, and I can explain it um, in layman's terms. So I started out growing two thousand one, two thousand two, in, in college. You know, mm-hmm. um, somebody else verified that for me. They were like, bro, I remember back in the <laughs> dorms. So I was like. Shit, it was. That's when it started. <laughs> Samson Hall, Florida A and M. Damn, I started out. Did you go to I had school a, for botanist? So I went to school for criminal justice initially, okay. and while at school, um, decided to just you know Pretty be a awesome. scholar, yeah. learn things. <laughs> right. I went to an A and M, so you know it would have been it would have been you know stupid to not indulge in different. Right. Things before leaving the school. I worked at the Capitol while in college, so I got to see a lot of stuff happening at the legislative level. I took an internship, so I worked at the Capitol um, under um, the minority lead at the time. And then I took an internship with the Public Defender's Office in Gadsden County. Um, a little place called Quincy. It's the, it was the blackest place in Florida at the time. Now, while um, interning at the public defender's office, I saw um, incarcerated 99% African-American males that were my age. And I was in college. Yeah. They were my age. They looked like me. 99%. Damn. It was crazy to me. And... My job there as an intern was to work with the investigator. So I was to find out what these guys did, if they actually did the stuff, what they were in jail for or getting ready to go to prison for. And more than 89% of them were there for petty cannabis charges. charges. Unbelievable. They got that. Netflix series, uh, don't mean to cut you off, that 13th Amendment, mm-hmm. if you ever watched that, and it talks about how yeah. black guys back in Louisiana or Alabama get arrested fucking 10 years for a joint, bro. And the criminal justice system is fucked up. Because Crazy. For a fucking joint, bro. For this dude did 10 years, bro. Crazy. Yeah. The law is on that. But meanwhile, you know, if you, you, you white, not to get on that level, but you get a slap in the wrist or let go of that shit. And I mean, and then when you came that back to that, back to the story, you found all all that out because petty crimes as marijuana charges. So, in just learning and understanding because of my position there, I I did realize there are reasons for it. It is the way that the system is designed, but it it's the way that a capitalist system works. Yes. If you can afford legal representation, the attorney can talk to the defense attorney or or the yeah. public defender, the person that, you know, the person who's representing this person to find out 
are there any um, any circumstances? What actually happened? Is this the person's? You know, all of these things come into play when you have finances to get legal representation. And if you're in a place where everybody's poor, dirt poor, you know, usually when you're dirt poor, you need something to take you away from that that environment. And most people have a vice, you know. I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing to have a vice, but some vices are worse than others. But that that shouldn't be a reason that we're incarcerating people. And that was the end-all, be-all that I, I boiled it down to. I was like, there's something that we have to be able to do or that I could possibly do to either help them or help myself in this particular situation. So I figured, hey, I like cannabis. You know, I like cannabis a lot. I don't want to ever see myself in these guys' positions. And at that time, I was a numbers person. So I looked at the numbers and the reasons why most of them had either been caught, you know, or ended up in jail. And it usually came from the the transaction part, that transaction piece, going to either buy cannabis for somebody or selling cannabis to somebody. How do you eliminate buying cannabis from anybody? You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how do you eliminate the will to even want to have to sell cannabis? Should come from where we come from. You have to survive. I, if you cultivate your own cannabis and you do it well enough, you can have a surplus. And when you have a surplus, you don't necessarily have to sell that surplus. Right. You can reuse it with other things, things that may cost you money. You know, you can repurpose it or you can trade it, barter it. There are people that need it as well, and they provide services. You can use one service to substitute another. And that's the way you get out of having to sell the cannabis. So for years, if I have a bag and someone needs an opportunity or wants to clean my car or clean my house or wash my dishes, or walk the dog, or mow my yard, or do my landscaping, right. or hook up some cable. You know, you right. barter it. You don't. You don't necessarily have to do anything out of the ordinary <clears throat> to get rid of the surplus. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying it's it's a cash right. crop. It sells itself, especially if it's good. So oh, yeah. back in school, for sure. After you figured all this out, what was your next move? You went to start growing? So I, I didn't necessarily just start growing right off. That wasn't because it, it was illegal, highly illegal at the time. And unless you're in a, a stable environment where you own a home or own property and you don't have visitors, this, you don't want to do that. So I just educated myself, educated myself about plants, about um, just the, the environment that I was in. Um, I got into landscaping um, because I, I, I was from Florida. I enjoyed being outdoors. I worked in an office. I saw the political justice field work against people that looked like me. Although I had gotten my degree in that field, it just didn't sit right with me that I would be one of the ones helping, that helping persecuting, taking my people, or 
you know, sometimes you, you are you're a good guy, but even the good guys on a, on a date may make a bad decision or may make a decision that they think is right, but may be wrong. And at no point in my life I ever want to put someone in jail or be talking to someone in jail that is there unjustly because I've done it at a young age. You know, when you're in college, you're at that, that, that sponge moment of your life where yeah. you're taking in everything and you're taking it in objectively because, you know, you're a new adult. You don't have your parents around to kind of guide you in one direction. I was open to just hearing all of the information from, from each side. I'd gotten my education from the legal side, yeah, yeah, the criminal yeah. justice side, but now I was the actual investigator going in and talking to these gentlemen, talking to their family members, finding out the real reason. And I look like them, sound like them, do you not think they're going to tell me the yeah, truth? Yeah, of course, they're going to embrace yeah. you. Bruh, they like, bruh. <laughs> they're telling you everything. I'm sitting in my car, bruh. I smoked a joint this morning. My baby mama done threw all my shit outside on the porch. The police pull up, bruh. They see all my shit outside on the porch. They smell a little bit of weed in my car. So they take me to jail. What kind of charge? What? That's right. something that someone would provide mediation. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. You know, you talk to them. You say, hey, man, let me just find out what's going on. Right. And you kind of help that person. All their stuff is sitting outside, and then you take them to jail. What does that leave that person with when they get out? All of this stuff could have been stolen. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You don't know what's happening in this person's life now. Yeah, now you just made it fucking worse. Exactly. And that was, that was my, it was like a breaking point for me. It was like breaking my heart. I was watching these cases. I was having to go to court with them, watching these guys take pleas. So fucked up. And that was another thing, the pleas. It was like five years, some shit like that, three plea. years. You taking a plea and you didn't do anything? For smoking a joint. Because you got a public defender representing you? Because you can't afford any legal representation? Justice system is psycho, man. That's just like the DUI when I got caught. What a DUI. Everybody got paid in a circle. That's it's, what the whole point of lawyers is. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. And for me, just going on even past that point. So I decide to go into a field where I don't have to work for anybody else. I work for myself. Independent. Entrepreneur. I did landscaping and lawn care. It wasn't glamorous. Doesn't look good. Got you through. It gets me through. It makes me happy. It pays the bills, you know. Yeah. And I got to develop a real skill, a real skill for seeing even the grass, the way the grass lays, to seeing the way your fence is sitting, if your fence is actually right, to looking at your home and your gutters and the fascia and everything that we look at that we think is pretty. I can really make it pristine, immaculate. You know, that's what I do with almost everything that I touch. I'm not King Midas, so yeah, I don't yeah. touch it and it turn to gold. <laughs> but if you have a plant that's dying and you put it in my care, chances are nine times out of ten, I can bring it back to life. Regardless of the species of plant, I can bring it back to life. I'm like, yo. That's easy. We can just take it out of that medium because it's suffocating. You've overwatered. There's a lot of bugs in there. We can just easily take that particular plant out. And I know how to remove that plant without damaging the root system. 
and then we'll put it in a new medium and we'll give it time to recover. You know, I developed those skills after college in, in what's called the practical application of life, just working, going throughout life. And then purchasing cannabis, you know, on the black market, you get tired of doing that. You, you end up making that a bill. And, it, and as it became a bill for me and me developing the skill set, I learned, hey, you know, I don't know if I really want to continue to pay this bill when I get my own, you know, when I have my own place and my own environment and I have the room to actually do this. Let me see if I can just at least try it out for myself. So my first time growing real, like for real, I want to say may have been in 2006, five or six. So I had um, a condo in uh, New Tampa. And in that condo, I created what what my friends and I called it an ecosystem. I turned an entire like master suite until it was outdoors. I made it like a rainforest. I brought in tons of dirt. And soil like the whole room I brought in ants beetles lizards Damn. I had a running river so I had pumps so in doing all of this stuff you know bef- this is before me gr- ever cultivating cannabis yeah, yeah. for real but in doing this I learned how to really control an environment once I got the ecosystem set up to where all of the, the life that was in the ecosystem was alive and thriving, uh, I thought to myself, you know, because my buddies and I would sit in this room on a, on a reclining couch. I had a reclining couch that had banana trees hanging over us inside a fucking <laughs> apartment what? with fucking parakeets chirping, fucking lizards and shit. Hey, it was so fucking cool. Crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was in this room. Like, it was so cool. My buddy was like, man, we smoke a lot of weed in here. You ever thought about putting a little plant in here? <laughs> uh, that sounds fucking awesome. Dude. I would love to chill in the room My like buddy that. looks identical to you. <laughs> Everybody looks like you. <laughs> My buddy looks identical to you. He said, he's like, hey, man, you ever, you ever thought about putting a plant in here? I was like, I got a bag of seeds <laughs> in the room right now. That's germinated. You know that high. You when you when you yeah, when you, yeah, you we're on a sativa. It was a sativa high. <laughs> it was that motivated high. Yeah, yeah. Got your ass rolling. Like remember when I pulled up to you guys. I was like, hey, y'all want to go and do something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sativa high. So yeah. when you can't really sit down, <laughs> you've medicated good. And now you want to actually do some stuff. Yeah. Well, I was sitting in my environment, and I was like, damn it, I got to do something about this. Spending all this money on Mary Jane in, a, in this nice environment. I know we were growing here. Everything oh else my growing God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, my goodness, the first time I put it down, and literally I didn't, I didn't try anything that anybody today does. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't germinate the seed. I didn't, and it didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. literally took the seeds out of the bag and put them in the soil. I, like, poked them in the soil, you know, because I grew stuff often. I kind of knew where to put them in the yeah, soil. Yeah. So I didn't put them deep in the soil. I just literally I just put them in the ground, watered them a little bit. They popped out of the soil and, and 
two days, two, three days, and they grew. They grew, and surprisingly, maybe out of the 10 or 15 seeds I put down, maybe 90% of them were female seeds. And because I was in that learn phase of my life, I had started reading High Times magazines on, on cultivation and how to actually identify the different things. So I was just going through my little steps, learning on my own without telling anybody or asking any questions, reading this, reading that. So I, I, I figured when, when it got time to that point, I pulled all the little male, male plants out, I uh, destroyed those, and then the rest of them ended up being what we would call now a sea of green. So the entire ecosystem that I had with bugs and lizards and all kind of life, birds and everything, I had a sea of green in there. So you couldn't even see the, the ground anymore. The room was maybe like a 20 by 24 size room, so it was a really big room. Holy shit. It was a big enough room to put. So the way that I put the soil in was putting in the black tarp stuff that you would build a, a pond. You know how you build like a pond? Yeah, like the rubber stuff. Yeah. So imagine a big old piece of that that's laid, just out, laid out flat onto the floor and then big enough where it has excess to where that's like the floorboards. Would you go up two feet? I went up, I went up maybe like three feet, three feet of the wall because eventually... The amount of soil that I put down on the floor was almost two feet off of the floor. Oh, shit. For the roots to grow and everything. Yes. So we had about just walking into the room. So you walked into the room, Bro. and you had to step up Damn. onto it. You had to step up until everything going on. you like, Jesus fucking Christ, bro. Is that a fucking waterfall? <laughs> So you know how most people have an aquarium or whatnot? I had an aquarium, but I had drilled out a hole in it, <laughs> put in a pump to where I had made it almost like a reservoir while it was refeeding itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like a waterfall. It fell down in. It was a running river going through the whole room. And it feed itself back up. Exactly, dude. It was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I could recreate it now, but I, I, my place now, I wouldn't want to have to clean that out. And that was the whole thing at the end of me in that condo. I did not clean that out. Yeah. Those people sent me a bill. <laughs> Dude, I think the bill was maybe like $12,000 or $13,000. Damn. Well, yeah. It rainforest in there. <laughs> they had to clean that. They, was, they broke Pest down. Control. They had to call everybody. <laughs> I was trying species to fix, and I there? didn't live on the bottom floor. Oh, I lived on like the third God. floor of a six-floor type condo. So after maybe maybe about nine <laughs> months, to almost a year of having it, I start thinking to myself. I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, I have the tarp down and everything. Yeah, but just humidity and moisture i started thinking about maybe the floor under i wonder if my neighbors have any issues under so i got cool <laughs> with my neighbor under me his name was poppy he had a whole bunch of kids it, but what i figured though it, it can't be his room because it wasn't like the main master the, the condo has like two master bedrooms so i got cool with him end up going in there just to check out what was kind of going on and yes, the side walls, it looked like they were kind of raining a little bit. Oh, shit. So not the ceiling, but all four walls of that room below it looked like the walls were kind of raining. 
Yeah. I was like, oh, man, it's time for me to get up out of here before, <laughs> before they catch me. So I decided, I was like, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and move. Bro, real quick, like, how many bags of dirt did you take upstairs before? It was over time. It was maybe over a month or two months of me bringing in bags every day or every other day. Every time I felt like stopping and pick up some soil. <laughs> it took a while because start, I started small, and then I just kept on expanding and expanding and expanding until it became damn near the whole room. Except for, like, the entryway where the door can open up. <laughs> like, you can open the door. And then you have to step up into the shit. Holy shit. Do you have pictures of that, man? Someone has pictures. I don't. <laughs> I've, I've switched phones. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we had it on an old little um, motor Polaroid Polaroid camera. Oh, Polaroid shit. camera. We got photos. It's not the one that prints out the pictures. It's one of the digital Polaroid where you can, like, flip through it. You can flip through the Polaroid and they have the pictures on there, but... Someone does have pictures, and when you look at it, it, it looks like a rainforest. It looks like you're outside. But if you look really closely through, you can see a fucking window. Oh. So I have so much stuff growing, you can't see the walls. Dude. So like, if you look, if you're opening the door and it's nighttime, you would think you're outside for real. Except you can see the frame of a window. You'd be like, hey, man, what's, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, no, that's that's the room. They're like, for, how did you do this? I'm like, dude, can you imagine a podcast I did landscaping. in that room? I did landscaping, and every time I would have a nice big project or I would do anything where I have to put down any trees or plants or anything, take some back with me. I got a little extra here. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and I was in Florida. It's tropical. Everybody's only buying tropical birds of paradise type plants. So imagine if you look up some of the plants and stuff I had inside this room, you're like, yo. <laughs> I had a banana tree with bananas on it growing. Oh, like, what shit. kind of light were you? I had a HPS. I had four HPS lights in there. Didn't even know that those were for growing cannabis at the time. I actually bought them to grow plants, regular oh, wow. plants. Yes. And then in the process of it, Shit just started happening. Yeah, it really it was it was like a natural yeah that's fucking awesome for me. Even though it wasn't the right time to do it for me in my life and the way that I was living, it was it was kind of perfect. And I've gotten really good at it because of the way that I started. So now I don't use the same methods that most use to do it, like clone domes or whatever people use i don't use those things i don't germinate my seed the way other people germinate and i get very good results if you were to put mine next to anybody else's you'd be like yo what does he do <laughs> now there are a lot of people that grow big big plants and big big buds i don't try to do that yeah i don't try to grow the biggest buds possible that's not my goal my goal is to grow the Best buds. buds possible. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Hey. No, Put me next true. to anybody, yeah. you're going to want to smoke my buds. Even if you have some of the I best can vouch buds you've for ever that. had for in your sure. life. <laughs> for sure. Like, Yo, man, what you got there? <laughs> Wait, but that's that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. That what you just told us, that what you did with that room. Yes. Like, you have to, like, love what you're doing, too. You made, like, a whole new world in there. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. I Who did. knew about that? 
like people in the building? Um, I don't want to necessarily put their name out there, <laughs> but I had a roommate at the time. I had two roommates. I had two roommates because it was like a four bedroom type condo. It was two master suites, and it was like two smaller suites um, in this in this place. So it was really big, and we're on the third floor of six. But uh, two roommates knew about it, and we would, that would be like our smoke room. We all smoked. Uh, one of those guys eventually became a college professor, um, and the other one works in um, nonprofit. He, uh, I, th- I believe, he works in, um, in in somewhat of the cannabis space. We, yeah, we, we've 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 all gone in different directions since then, but they were a part of the initial kind of yeah. hey man. The conversation. You you, sh- you should do this. We support this. We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna tell anybody, and we'll help contribute whatever you need to get it done. Yeah. So we all work Real together, kind of sort of. Yeah, it was kind of that. That's what it was. I come home one day and guy will have like cinder blocks in the back of his truck. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, hey, I thought you might you can use these <laughs> and everything right. else. And I was like, you know what? And that's how I eventually start building, building up more to make, more. I built up to, you know how you have to put a, an aquarium on top of like, um, what is it, like a, not a bookshelf, but like. Yeah, like that wood piece. That, yeah, yeah, so the the blocks that the guy brought home, we built up the sides of it to make the goddamn waterfall. Wow. So it eventually helped out. I was like, hey, man, everything that everybody brought by. Utilize the resource. What? Yeah. What? I'm not playing with you. You got some bugs over there. Yo, that's you afraid fucking... of this spider you have over there? Shit, bring it over. <laughs> no, I'm coming over. I'm coming to get that big boy. I'm, oh, man, hey. So how many species do you think you had in this room? Maybe over 100. For real? Oh, man, listen. <laughs> Holy shit. sound like the Lion King in there. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I had water dragons. Bearded dragons, geckos. What the f- Turtles, frogs, scorpions, ants, ladybugs, beetles, lizard, no, um, worms. I had night crawlers. I had different, different types of the same things. Like, yeah. Like, I had maybe eight types of worms. Every time I go to Walmart, I'll just pick up a little thing of worms, you know, with guys <laughs> go fishing and just toss them in there. Crickets. Like, the crickets were the coolest thing. The crickets and the parakeets. I had parakeets. Those are the little <laughs> things that look like parrots. Yeah, yeah. Five of those. Just flying around in there. My biggest water dragon, Joseph. I had Joseph, Larifa, and Crippy. Those are the water dragons. Joseph ate a parakeet. Oh shit! It's fucking like Jurassic Park. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Holy shit! A water dragon ate a bird. Damn. Yes. Like feed me. And I had, and then I, and at this, while while I had all this going, I got my my. I don't have them anymore. I had two American bulldogs, Ryan Adria. The male American bulldog, he was like Mufasa. Oh, he shit. Would, he would go in there, and at first he would just talk to them, but it seemed like, <clears throat> which one was it? It wasn't Joe, so he didn't, he didn't attack the, the biggest water dragon, but every so often 
you would see the actual animals all communicating. <laughs> like yeah. it was it was some type of beef. Because the dogs didn't get to live in there, you know. Right, right, yeah. But it was really it was really kind of a cool thing to watch happen and and to do. And that was kind of the beginning of my cannabis stage. <laughs> so once I once I built the ecosystem, I was all I was gung ho. I had done a full seal green, I had cut it down, I harvested it, and it was it wasn't the best buds the first time. But it was it was smokable and it was it was decent quality buds the first go round, the first one, the first go round it was decent quality buds without me knowing all about nutrients and keeping the right humidities and the right temperatures at the right times, I did pretty good. So after that, man, when did you uh, move out here and decided to follow your dreams or be well, continue moved, entrepreneurship? I moved to Colorado um, initially in two thousand and ten. No, 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 no. 2011. When when did they legalize it here for recreational use? Is it like 2013. 2013. 2013. So I and when they legalized it, I got my medical medical card. I was prior to pretty much. Actually, I went to Virginia. I came back here maybe a month after they legalized it, and that was the thing I did the first weekend I was here. So as soon as I touched down here. I went ahead and I got my card. That was the first thing I did. Once I got my card, I wasn't really trying to go ahead and grow right away. I was trying to see how I can be a cultivator. And I understood that, you know, you would need to take a couple of courses. And I couldn't at the time because of an affiliation to the military. Okay. So I couldn't do it at that time. So I learned more, um, educated myself more. I got around a couple of people who were in the cultivation space, so I was able to kind of monitor what they were doing. Learn. Yeah, learn, 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 learn. But here, um, at that time, cultivators could actually cultivate in their homes and be the actual caregivers to dispensaries. This is back in 2010, right? No, this was like 2013. 2013, oh, when it just legalized? Yep, 2013. And that was like a number of plants or something, right? They can yep. grow per So you would have per what person. was called an extended plant count. And even I, as a non-cultivator, I had an extended plant count. So if I were to give you my caregiver's um, ability, which means I would sign off on a little document um, saying that you would then be able to house my plant count. And that's kind of how it worked at the initial stages. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you were a caregiver and you had a certain amount of patience and there were specific patients that you want to have, and those were the patients that had the extended plant counts, which would then enable you to then grow your business. And oh. those are the people who now and day have the warehouses and the ability to be able to provide. Nice, to, nice. To the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Shit. So you've been here ever since then, huh? So I've moved around. And um, I've moved around um, because I've been trying to legitimately get into this industry. I've stayed within my plant count legally here in Colorado, but I've not just stayed in Colorado because I, I can't get licensed here to be what I want to actually be. 
Yeah. So what I what I want to do doesn't require licensing in any state, but to be able to provide the service that I need to provide, I would need to be licensed in this state or any other state, which will enable me to cultivate at a level to provide the, the amount. Start off. Yeah, yeah. And I want to just be able to provide people with maybe like clones. I don't want to have everybody starting off from seed. Oh, okay. Because to me, it's like it's like having a child. It's the most important time having that baby in the stomach. You know, when the seed isn't first being germinated or first in the soil, it's important that it really gets a good start. And that's so that that to me, I would alleviate from the market or from the people that I consult for. I want to just at least grow their clones up to a point where I can provide them the clones to where they just do just the vegetative stage because it's important for the individual to do their vegetative stage because it's about their environment. If you only have a two by four space to grow, I don't want to veg your plants out two or three months. You know, yeah. If you have shit, a warehouse to grow, we want to be able to provide you with something that's going to cover the surface area so you get the best yield for your, for your area. So that's the reason why I'm going about the business the way I am. I do have a business partner, and we are legitimizing ourselves in Colorado, but it's really, really, really hard to get licensed at this point because our market is saturated here. Because you faced with, with the big company corporations basically trying to step on your it, toes? It's, or it's, it's not necessarily the corporations, and it's not necessarily the, the millionaires. It's, it's money. It's the marketing. It's, it's not. It's the money. Even if you have money, and I've had money a few times to do this, if you apply and you don't, and they don't, you don't get accepted. You don't get the money back. You oh, know what shit. I mean, no, you don't get it back. So it's like one of those times where if you've been in this industry, you know, every so often you'll take a hit. It's like automatic when you yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Be ready to take the hit. If you don't get it, you're gonna take a hit. It's like taking an automatic L. And then every time you take that L, for someone like myself, as a small guy, I got to start all the way. All the way fucking back over. So me moving around, I've moved around and I've started all the way over a few times. All the way. So I know about taking the loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About throwing it all away. And at this point, I'm just, you know, just taking them, taking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real, for real, man. Everybody, if you know me in the industry, you know, I provide a good quality product, and eventually, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll be successful. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, for sure, man. Because I mean, the product you brought today is fucking outstanding. I'm fucking. We're still blowing, and I'm fucking. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like real fucking. Man, so I, we also have other stuff too. We 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 do cookies now. Um, she bakes. Oh no, shit, edibles. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And that's 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 one of the markets where it's really you got to be really careful going into. But it's the best way to actually take it in. You don't you don't want to have to when you're smoking it. It's the most harmful to your body. Yeah. If you're eating it or ingesting it, it's it does more for you if you don't have to heat it up. Because your body breaks it down differently, right? Well, we have a certain amount of cannabinoids in our body already. You know, and when we put these in there, they, I don't know if they counteract or interact with one another, 
but it's it's more beneficial. You're able to take in more of the beneficials to your health from the plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's one of the Doctor Salby things. When you when you asked me earlier, yeah. I was like, yeah, but I'm actually more of um, not necessarily on the recreational side because I medicate, but I'm more along the, the kind of guys like you said earlier that get stoned. <laughs> when I med- when I medicate, I overindulge. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not mad at myself for that. No, no, no. You shouldn't be. Or if you underindulge. Yeah, underindulge. Usually this is his limit, man. Usually he smokes like one or two, and he's like, man, I'm fucking stoned. One's all good. Long as, as long as you don't turn it down. Oh, no, never. Don't say no to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Certain ones. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just probably won't smoke as much as you, but I will never turn it down. But, bro, this is some great A shit for real. Yeah. I appreciate it. And they all taste different. They all will hit different. Yeah. They all, you can smoke them back to back to back. Your missus rolled the shit out of this, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's just like a baseball bat. Look at that. A little Pearl Master. (laughs) A little Pearl Master. I messed up. Mine. Because you was driving crazy. My my cousin (laughs) wanted a question to ask you during the process. About what kind of music you like to listen to. Oh, yeah, if there's, like, you know, because I, I feel like that's huge. and So it is. Um, in the times of the day and the, and the different phases of the plant, I play different music. So at the early phase and the seedling phase, I play Beethoven and classical music. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. wait hold wait, on, so... hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. No, stop, stop, stop. Real quick, I'm sorry. But I was thinking of questions, and I was going to say, I swear to God, I was like, you play uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, or you know, yes. like that's fucking crazy. Yes, that was gonna be one of my Chopin, questions. Bach, I play all classical. I play Fuck. so a stadium. It's a station <laughs> on Pandora called Classical for Studying. If you put it on that station in the seedling phase, your plants will make it out of the seedling phase in one week. What? Yes, unheard of. Most people, if they ever listen to your podcast and do this, you've just given them a major. This is one of the Patreons. So that's a little. A little. A little. Uh, yeah, you got to pay to see this little yeah, yeah, information. This, this music because the, 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 the strings on those particular um, songs or sets, um, I don't know what it does, but it, it, the hormones, it's almost like giving the plant an extra hormone or root booster yeah because you know you could they say you can heal at a certain frequency mm-hmm. with music you know like that that's what uh they used to heal people like that and i'm pretty sure that just does wonders with that you know you could watch the plant. like most people have to put their their camera on the slow motion to where they have to watch a still picture for a while and then see it grow if you play that music in the first week of its life, you can just sit there and look at your plant and watch it come out of the soil and come up and turn and actually the leaves pop out and stand straight up and pop out again and stand straight up and pop out again and stand straight up all in one week. Where everybody else will only have one fan leaf. I'll have a set of six. Damn. All the way out of the vegetative stage within seven days. Just by the medium, what I've given my, my seedling, and the music that I'm playing. That stimulation in, in the environment <clears throat> with a nice humidity, a nice temperature. Man, you feel like you're growing when you're in there. 
Like for yeah. real, you just feel it feels the environment feels right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. My message just landed. So, oh, nice. Yeah. But anyways, my oh, yeah, wife. So, so that's the. So, what other type of music do you play with it? So after the vegetative stage, I think about. So when I when I thought about music, I was like, yo. What do I want out of my plan? I want them to get big fast. Who gets big fast? The hip-hop generation. Make them off the chain. Play a little crunk music. Play a little hood music. Play a little country. Play anything that's rugged. Anything that's rough. Anything that has bass, drums. So in the, in the, <clears throat> in the vegetative stage, you want it, you want, you want to hear the vibration of the wall almost. You don't want it to be too loud, you know. Just enough bass. But just enough bass. Just the bass. It's the bass in that shit. The bass. The bass. And then we'll add an we'll add an additive to this to this podcast. Silica. Silica, milk, and honey. Silica, milk, and honey. Silica, milk, and honey. As a foliar spray, you'll use the milk and the honey with the water. But in your when you water in your soil, water it with a little bit of silica every time you water, you know, in the vegetative stage. Little little gem for you cultivators out there. You don't water often in vegetative. So you remember you never overwater. Never ever overwater. What was that? Never ever overwater. Fucking <laughs> wrong with you. Don't overwater. If it's not thirsty, don't water it. Yeah. But when you do water, throw a little silica in there. Hear that silica? Don't overwater. What was your biggest challenge, man? I know there's ups and downs. I know all entrepreneurs faces ups and downs, despite you losing your L's all the time. Uh, My biggest challenge in in growing or being in the industry. Being in the industry. So right now, it, it's just coming up with enough money to just being able to have everything, pay for all the licenses, pay for all the taxes, all at once. That's important. If I was able to have the, the resources to just do it all at once, I'm good to go. But in my position, I've had to piece it together because I don't like handouts. You know, what I create, it's like the, the, the verse in Genesis. We really do reap what we sow. Yes. And if the world is what the world should be, a man should be able to put something in the earth and reap the benefits of it. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And I, I live my life by that. What I'm able to live off of is what I reap, you know, what I put in the ground. Your work. Yeah. So I yeah. take my harvest and I'm able to try to do these different things. And without the ability in this state to have above a certain plant count, I can't realistically produce enough to have it all at once. Yeah. Now with being able with my my consulting business, it may come to a point where in helping others, in helping others, I may be able to help myself. You know? So that's where I've, I figured out because other states are allowing it now, I'm able to move out of a state that's saturated and help these new people. Hey, let me let me realistically keep you from making a mistake. Let me go ahead and put high times quality cannabis 
in your life now. Yeah. Why wait? You know, why wait a year or two? Because that's what will end up happening. It does take some time to actually reap the benefits of your first harvest. Even if you do an auto flower, you still have to dry it. You still have to cure it. Once it's cured, you'll then know what you have. And that takes some time, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> you end up messing up in a step. <laughs> yeah, once or twice. Yeah, so how, how long does that take you now? Now you're a whole year, two years in the game, sure. and you haven't seen any good cannabis, and you're paying the light bill. You know, you're paying the water bill. You're getting all of these nutrients and stuff, and it's taking up space in your life and time out of your day. Yeah. And it alleviate all of that by just saying, hey, for this amount, I'll take care of all of that for you. And I'll automate the entire thing. I'll make it to where at a click of a finger, you can still travel. You can still enjoy your life. You can check in on what you need to check in by being able to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, go and check on that for me. I see something may be out of the ordinary, you know? But you don't necessarily have to always stay there. And that's usually the issue with the actual grower themselves. When you really are invested as though the plants are your babies, yeah. you stay with them through the entire process. You don't take a day off. So people that do what I do, they don't have issues. I, they won't ever see bugs or anything because they're always there. You know, If there were anything to ever happen, they're right then there to rectify or fix, that, fix whatever the issue is. Yeah. And it's like that when it's legal. You know, when it's legal, right, right. you can stay around it because you're not doing anything wrong. But if you're in a state where it's, it's not so legal, most people definitely want to be an automated and want to be away from, but be able to monitor. Yeah. I can't be here. <laughs> I need to be able to see what's going on and check my humidities and temperatures. Yeah, yeah. Have a camera at least to see if anybody that went inside my shit. Yeah. Excuse my language. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I provide that service. Yeah. For a nominal fee. Yeah. Of course. When you're good at something, you never do it for free. Mm -mm. I'm not no, I'm not expensive at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my goal is to be like Walmart. Fuck you know? Right. Yeah, for everybody. For everybody. Everybody needs to know how to produce craft cannabis. And if we do Especially that Especially living on your land. This may hurt y'all a little bit, but if we do that, it would destroy the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, for sure. Destroy. destroy. That's what they're, they're scared yeah. of. Destroy. And that's why I believe I got ran out of Florida. That's why I believe it. Yeah. And I'm not about all the, you know, conspiracy theories because I'm an honest John just living my life. I say what I do. I do what I say. Think what's you right. You know what I mean? I don't these little stripes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Straight up. I don't deal with everybody. The people that I do deal with are happy with what we're doing. Man, this is exciting because it's good bud. Mm -hmm. I'm so tripping about that Rooney bill. Yeah, that's just fucking. So speaking about that, though, Damn. so since you learned how to. I saw it. Like, Damn. need to explain it doesn't do it its I, due diligence yeah. because it was so much stuff in there. I could even name the plants that were in there there were hundreds of plants you, you said the there was a hundred species i could just imagine I see the floor 
but there's things alive in them. Like things are creating homes. <laughs> things were reproducing. Man, like this reminds me of a story of a guy. Supposedly he walked the jungle. He created this thing. So back and forth he would walk this. I forgot where it was. Some indigenous place. But he would walk back and forth. But he created this fucking jungle from him. Trees. Yeah, every time so, he went back and forth. I, yeah, I think it's it's not in Chile. Is it in Chile or something? So you heard of the story then? Yes, he planted thousands of trees and it is now... Uh, like a rainforest. Like oh, oh, he created a whole fucking like ecosystem. Like he just said, species, new species, all because of him. Endangered species and species that had gone out of existence wow. actually lived Came in back. this man's rainforest. <laughs> wow! Yes. And he just picked up something like he was, like he said he would, yes. he would fucking take it back, and on the way back he was just planting where he was walking. And Boom! It, it, it is an, it's it's a school also. It, so they they learn botany and and horticulture there. They learn about the different species of plants. And I do want to go there. I cannot <laughs> think of the name of the man, place. but that's it's good that you know what Chile I'm talking or about. Argentina or somewhere. It's somewhere down America. there, but yes. yeah, but it created a little island, bro, about forty away, years. And wow. he donated it to a school down there. And that, wow, and his whole life. Damn, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's hundreds of thousands of acres, and it, he's he, he. I don't know how he got the land either. <laughs> he just fucking you know? created it like with his own fucking plants. That's like his own kind. He brought every kind of species. Every time he encountered something, like he said, that's what reminded me of the fucking guy. It was something that happened. I'm trying to remember the story. It was something that happened where everything was dead. There was nothing alive. There was no trees. Yeah, it was Everything just like a swampland or something. It, yeah, a swampland, a volcano, or <laughs> some kind of natural disaster to where every nothing was in existence right. in a specific area. And this man actually did plant everything. Was it? And they showed the photos of it. They like showed photos of him maybe fifty years ago or sixty years ago when he started as a young guy. Then they showed it like ten years afterwards when it, like the trees and stuff had started to grow in certain areas. Then they showed him go and get more trees and develop more areas. Wow. Then more areas. Then they showed today, and you're like, <laughs> "It's that's a fucking rainforest." <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, wow. bro, it's fucking cool as shit. Amazing. I th- it'd be cool as hell if it, it'd be, if he was a landscaper too. That'd be great. If, if I he, am a landscaper. I know. I'm talking about the guy that actually did it too, because you did the same thing. Because he, like, I, I don't know what he did, but he got him from he's somewhere. On a, he's on a much bigger scale, so that would be like something when I were to retire, like at my last, you know, when you're 40, 50, when you're getting ready to settle down and you got your big piece of land, which this gentleman absolutely had. Yeah, yeah. You kind of do that, and that would be something I, I would, I would actually see myself doing something like that in a place in the world close to water, where maybe inhabited or dying, I would recreate everything. Would you ever think about going back to the motherland? Oh, so we were actually talking about that because we saw, um, we watch YouTube a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a couple of countries in the continent of Africa are offering um, citizenship to African-Americans. But those places have not yet legalized marijuana, cannabis. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> man, but. Who got y'all? Right. Man, I just That's recently crazy. met somebody from my boy Meech. We just shot a video in Atlanta. And his brother-in-law is actually, he moved to Africa, bro. He moved back to Nigeria. 
he said, bro, it's where a black man's supposed to be. I mean, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I would feel better as a person being on my homeland. Yeah. But what I'm passionate and what I love to do. Yeah, it's not, it's not it's, where you need to be, right? I now. mean, and maybe in twenty years from now. Yeah, maybe twenty <laughs> years from now, for real, for real, for real. I will yeah. be on that on that hunt, looking for property in Africa. I may start doing that now. But I don't think that's where I need to actually be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I need to be here traveling around, just meeting people, helping people out, making sure people are doing the right thing or at least know the right information. Yeah. It's a lot of misinformation on YouTube and even in some of the books. I'm not saying everybody's giving the bad information, but some people like to sell other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes you don't necessarily need to put as much in or do as much of this or that or even purchase this or that to really get it all done right. What's important is the right environment and caring and loving for the plant. If you care and love for your plant, the plants will talk back to you and tell you what they want. Yeah. If they don't tell you they need no fucking food, don't give them no food. But there are specific things as an experienced grower you will learn, hey, at this point, even though the plants aren't telling me they need any food, I know that this is an intricate time where if I do put this into the plant, I can go ahead and get what I need at the back end without doing all of that extra silly shit that most people talk about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. So they do say that you don't have to flush. And if you're growing in specific mediums like cocoa or hydro, you know, and you allot for just the last little period, no, you don't necessarily have to flush. But if you're growing in soil, you do have to flush. To get back to the, the, the rainforest thing you you had in the room. So since you created those different ecosystems, mm-hmm. so did you, do you use that in different strands that you grow also? So, yeah, like experiment, yes. like different. And that is important also. Um, the different strains, they do grow differently in different environments. Some of them thrive better in colder environments. Some of them thrive better in more humid environments. Some of them thrive better in more drier environments. Um, but it's the goal of the cultivator to, to dial in their environment. Once you've dialed it in, you can either streamline it, streamline it, it means just grow one, one particular strain. If you grow one particular strain and you know what that environment is, you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. It, it happens when individuals dabble in all of the different types of strains where you have something that grows in a dry area, you have something that grows in a cold area, and something that grows in a humid area, you'll then see stress of one of those plants where it's talking to you and saying it's not doing well you'll think you need to change up stuff you'll change up stuff and it's the reality of it is that particular strain is never going to do well in just that environment you know you didn't do anything wrong yeah yeah. but because of that strand yeah it's not and, and and that happens over time you actually have to really experience growing things in certain environments so you know it because there are so many different strains now so many different crosses yeah if you look down the line you're like bitch <laughs> goddamn afghan where does afghan grow 
in the desert. Oh shit. In the desert. Yeah. Should you have Afghan with cookies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They like, man, why my bud so small? Why this that? I'm like, bruh, so you got two good strains. The humidity you're trying to keep, you want the cookies. That's what you're trying to develop. You want you want that, the cookies, to get really big. That's what you're looking for, right? Okay, all right. So look at what you've crossed. Let's just back backtrack. Look at the environment. Yeah, look at the environment. Maybe you should try to grow it like that. And, and then if you throw a whole bunch of different seeds down, one of them is going to provide you with the cookies, genetics, and then just... Cut clones of that and then rerun that back. Don't stress yourself out with just doing four different different strains in one, that one environment, and then they, they all four of them may not end up being optimal, and then you're trying to run those back. You got to learn, dial it in in one, yeah, learn yeah. that environment. <clears throat> Once you learn that environment, maybe you can cut that off. Try something else. Learn that environment. If you can get those in that same environment, now you can run those two together. Yeah. Run some other stuff. But if if you try to, at the beginning, at the beginning stages, people try too much, you know. Got to crawl before you walk. Yeah, yeah, pump the brakes. Yeah, and, and crawling before you walk, you can be really successful. Find the one strain that you like. If it's just the, the lemon Gucci, just run the lemon Gucci. If it's just the wedding cake, run the wedding cake. If it's just gelato, run gelato. Whatever it is that you like, run that right now if you're a beginner. And then experiment later. Experiment. You know, then, you know, trial and error. Yeah. But don't at the beginning do something because then you'll be learning from your, you already make a mistake. So you won't know the right way to do it. You don't know what's going to be the most successful. Oh, hey, little company. Yeah, that's my wife. Oh, hey, wifey. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Gracie, hey. Mrs. Tuts, this is Kareem. Nice Hi. to meet you. Thank I would you. shake your hand, but COVID is not having our masks. That's, that's his wife. Or uh, girlfriend. Girlfriend, I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> Promotions are okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were just uh, talking about plants and him growing. He grew his own. Oh, he's a yeah, he grew his own. You missed everything, but he just grew his own. We were talking about me growing an ecosystem in a in an enclosed environment, a in condo. His condo. It's pretty insane. Yeah, I'm still kind of tripping out about that. Like, yeah. I really want to see it. I want to go and, in. <laughs> look, and I think it was right around the time the movie Pineapple Express was out. Yeah, you remember when they go down in the bunker and then they like see all the trees? He's like, ah. <laughs> I would get that same experience anytime anybody would visit. They were like, ah, yeah. Ah, how did you do this? I'm like, it took a little while. I but had to do it at night. I had to make sure nobody was looking. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. you got to think, I was bringing in bags and bags of dirt inside of a closed building. That's what I'm thinking, man. Like, like it's like, how many how many bags of dirt did this dude just bring this month? Like, what is he doing? Yes, it, it took a while. Hey, listen, real quick, at its peak. Right mm -hmm. when you had everything, did you ever just go in there and be like, "Yes, <laughs> naked"? He felt I, like I put my arms up, naked. Like, <laughs> yes. What is it with um, Ace Ventura? Peck the yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Doctor Doolittle, all of that stuff. I felt like all of those. I, Fuck I yeah, really, dude. It, Fuck even yeah. till today, I can talk to animals, dog. <laughs> your dog, you think you got a dog that'll bite me? I'll bet to differ. I'll bet you money your dog won't bite me. That's hey, funny. That's right. I just did that to my boy's dog. He was wanted. He was gnawing at me. Meets dog, and I, I, I know the spots. That's what I told her. I know the spot. Next thing you know, he was just like. All next to me, snuggling. Yeah, I was like, hey, he's, your dog ain't gonna bite me. I promise you that. I'm not afraid of it. I've had them since. I've had pets and animals and everything. I think I talk to them. That's awesome, man. It have a lot to do with this cannabis. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm high. I'm just saying I'm at one with the earth. Fucking right. Beautiful. I love it. Stay grounded, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, before we get out of here, man, what can you give my uncle tips for his lawn care, man? Uh. Lawn care or lawn care? Lawn care. Lawn care. He lives up Midwest. He ain't gonna like it, but I know. But he he'll take it. Home advisor and thumbtack. Got to spend money to make money. They may give you some fake bad leads, but there are a lot of really good quality leads out there. It's allowed me to be able to move around and be able to make money every single place that I go right away. Home advisor, thumbtack, Angie's list. Next door, all of those lead generation services, just pay for your leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay for your leads, support. You pay to play. Yeah. He throw anything before we get out of here? No, I didn't even want to say anything. Man. I was like, go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> hey, sleep, sleep Slout House on Instagram. Yes. IG. And, uh, YouTube. Please, somebody subscribe to my YouTube. We'll put that. Sleep we'll put all that Slout up there. House. For sure. But I want to make a plea. Like, subscribe to my channel because I I provide some really beneficial information. Fuck yeah, you did. So please, man, go like and subscribe. Shout out to my my cousin Hito from Coyote Man Band. You. Hey man. And shout out to my man Kareem for coming through the cultivator out here, man. You. We just met. Hopefully, we could get together and talk about this strand we're trying to come out for Cushion Coffee. Man, your knowledge is beautiful. Your personality was beautiful. I was grateful for meeting you. This whole trip was beautiful. And, uh,